What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Baseball Insiders. I am Adam Weiner. Alongside Fanside, it's MLB Insider Robert Murray. See a lot of you showing up today all looking for the same information. Christmas is around the corner. Everybody's waiting for the man with the bag. No, not Santa. Steve Cohen and the Mets were trying to figure out where Yoshinobu Yamamoto is going, whether the bidding is at a fever pitch, when to expect a resolution, and what to do with all the teams in the market that have spent zero total dollars in free agency. Of course, we'll get to your questions in the comments. We'll get to the all-star questions from our Discord. But before we do all that, Robert Murray, welcome back to the show. Hey, it's, it's good to be back. Um, I had my parents in town and I took some time away. So my apologies to everyone for not doing a show on Thursday. I have plenty of information uh, ready for you guys and it shall be a loaded up show. Um, Adam Weinrib, uh, first of all, how are you doing? Good, sir. Good to be here with you as always. I am good. Uh, yeah, you didn't miss much not being here on Thursday. As the comment said once a long time ago, they called me the best vamper in the business, and I salute you if you think that. But it's been a hell of a lot of vamping in the baseball space in general. We thought the dam might break after Shohei Otani signed. Then Shohei Otani did sign, invented a new kind of contract, and we are still sort of here tap dancing around waiting for the next big signings to go down. So we will open the notebook for sure, as this podcast goes on, this podcast, of course, the Baseball Insiders, is partnering still with Sleeper Daily Fantasy to give new users a first deposit match up to $100. Make sure to use our code FANSIDED2 when signing up to receive your deposit match. Please remember to always game responsibly. Scan the QR code on the screen to see if you qualify. And we'd love if you would become a member of our Discord channel. We've got several levels. All you have to do is be a YouTube subscriber, become a YouTube member, join the Discord between shows. You can speak to Robert and I. You can ask Robert questions in the Robert Murray rumor mill. Get on that rumor mill level and you get access. That's $4.99 a month. The all-star level, $7.99 a month, gets a private conversation face-to-face with Robert and I. That's going to go down this week uh, if you're on that tier. So congratulations. Uh, No better time to join. Uh, You're getting in right under the wire. And uh, yeah, we uh, we hope to address a lot of your questions today. We're going to go to some all-star questions later and answer anything that comes in the comments for sure. Uh, but I guess we probably have to start with Yamamoto because there is so much noise. There's the Mets dinner. There's the idea that they were underdogs but have now made themselves a factor. The Yankees had a second meeting on Sunday. Does that mean they are towards the top of the pack or was that a hastily driven decision like, oh, crap, he's meeting with the Mets. Let's get another meeting on the books. The Dodgers sent Otani and Freeman and Betts, but 
The Phillies are lurking. The Red Sox thought they were in. Then there was some pessimism right before the show from Red Sox people. I'm deeply confused, but Jeff Passan says the real bidding is starting now. Uh, so what can you tell us on Yamamoto? And, and is the expectation still that something gets done in the next week before Christmas? I mean, when can we relax here? Yeah, my guess is he probably signs before Christmas. But the thing is, is like as Jeff Passan was saying, like the bidding – is probably going to really start today. And any report suggesting that there were already $300 million offers on the table uh, was false. And that was never, that was not the case. The bidding for him is going to get lucrative because if you look at the teams that are involved, you have, you have the Los Angeles Dodgers, you have the New York Mets, you have the Yankees, and there's a plethora of other teams. And those are all big spenders, especially when you have Steve Cohen's presence and you, every indication are or is that the, the Mets are serious in, in this thing. And it's that you have Steve Cohen and David Stearns literally flying to go meet with Yamamoto. And then Yamamoto is meeting with, uh, with Cohen and having dinner with him. The fact that they've done that twice indicates they're serious. And if there's one thing we've learned about Steve Cohen is if he wants a player, he will be willing to spend whatever it takes to sign that player. And there's going to be plenty of competition, though. Um I think the Dodgers are an absolutely real threat. I'm seeing there's comments in here wondering about that. I think that's there's absolutely a chance he he goes to the Dodgers. Um, and the way that it's structured, the, the way that the Dodgers structured Otani's contract and deferring all that money um, would indicate that like they have the payroll room to do it and to make it happen. So they should not be discounted. I think a team that could get um, if if they wanted to get. A, another starting pitcher, or at least a high-end starting pitcher that could make sense is the Giants. Uh, obviously, they ended up doing a six-year deal with Lee uh, the other day, um, and they need starting pitching, and they've shown interest in Yamamoto as well. So um, it's, it's just going to be a very lucrative bidding, and I think it'll probably be done by Christmas. But And I, I will tell you this too. We saw a lot of movement after Otani signed. Once Yamamoto goes, especially with the starting pitching market, the floodgates are going to open. And I know a lot of other players are just waiting for that Yamamoto domino to fall, but he is not close to going because the bidding is really just starting like right now. Yeah. And I think there is sort of uh, there's all sorts of prisoner of the moment stuff going on with Yamamoto where people want the domino to fall so badly that they see like, oh, the Dodgers brought Otani to their meeting. It's over wait, he hasn't signed with the Dodgers yet. Uh-oh, are the Dodgers on the outs? Like, he's having dinner with the Mets. It's over. Wait, he went to meet with the Yankees. Are the Mets out? Like, you're just, everybody's riding the roller coaster, but as Passon smartly reminded everybody, no, none of the favorites are out. None of the high bidders are out. The bidding begins now. No one's behind anyone's offer. Like, there, there was a rumor that the Giants and Red Sox had made $300 million-plus offers, which would, it feels like those would set the market. The real bidding begins now. Teams are going to learn where they stand over the next several days, it would seem. Yeah, and and, and I'm, I'm glad you said that because, like, people have been riding the roller coaster now for Yamamoto for quite some time. Um, the thing is, is, like, the ride has barely even started yet. And <laughs> there is no roller coaster to really ride. Um, so it's like, let's be patient. The bidding is going to start today. I'm sure there's going to be leaks. I think there's probably going to end up being more leaks here than there ever was with Otani, because um, that was just that was a state of secrecy that I have never never seen in my life. Um, but 
uh, I, I just just get ready um, for more leaks, more reports to happen. Just be just try your best not to ride that roller coaster and make sure you trust who is reporting stuff because a lot of that stuff about the Red Sox and the Giants came from unverified reporters and misinformation is is not fun. I hate it on my end. Um, but just be careful who you trust. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that. People do read what they want to read. If they read something that confirms their priors, they're like, oh boy, my now, like, friendship ended with other guy. You know, this guy's my new best friend because he said something I like. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough stuff. And like you said, the ride hasn't even started yet. So uh, if you thought the last couple of weeks of roller coastering were tough, get ready for the next week pre Christmas because we're going to get actual information soon, hopefully. Um, yeah. Yeah, and actually, so not to cut you off there, there's a question here from Joshua Harris that I want to that I want to answer. And yes, Andy Martino is legit. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll I'll tell you that. But um, the angel, he's asking if the Angels are going to get a starter soon. Um, I don't know the answer to that specific question in terms of like a timeline, but I can tell you that the Angels have in fact explored the starting pitcher market, and that. They are like they're exploring every possible avenue to to upgrade that part of the roster. And I would fully expect them to add another starting pitcher, and I would fully expect them to add at least another reliever or two. Um, I know they've had um they've had conversations with Marcus Stroman's agent. Um, I don't think that has been reported yet, so I'm thinking that's news. Um, but that's the thing is like nothing's close there. Um, but they've had conversations with Stroman and they've had conversations with a lot of other agents regarding their starting pitchers. So I would not read too much into the fact that Stroman is someone that they've talked to, but they like Stroman and Stroman has a history, uh, with Alex Anthopoulos, who, uh, was Perry Manassian's guy in Atlanta. I don't know if they crossed over, um, in other parts, I'm not necessarily sure of that, but surely Anthopolis would have given Perry some insight into, um, into some insight into Stroman there. Um, and uh, there was a report the other day about Snell meeting with the Angels. That was not that was not accurate. That was that was not the case at all. Uh, well, they're not done. They will certainly uh, consider plenty of options. I want to give our Red Sox fan friends a bone, too, because uh, I know they were at the start of the comment section and they were also a little bit down because of some perceived pessimism in the Yamamoto chase, which, again, hasn't even really started yet. Um, there were there was good Red Sox news over the weekend that said they're willing to ignore the qualifying offer in their pursuit of starting pitching. Have you heard the same? Have you heard any more about potential fits in Boston? Obviously, they are they're going to look pretty far and wide and they know their rotation's not done. So wondering if you've heard any connections there. Yeah, I actually did not see that report. Um, mm. But like, as far as the Red Sox are concerned, yeah, I've, I've, I've been pretty adamant that they're, they're looking at starting pitching. Uh, they're looking at a lot of, uh, they're evaluating some, some free agent options here for sure. I also wonder too, with all the rumors about Jesus Lazardo being available, if, if they ended up missing on some other targets, if that could be somebody that they would pursue. Um, but there's, pl- there's plenty of other teams that would make sense for a guy like Lazardo. Um, so like, I, I, I know there's been reports suggesting that they've had conversations and yeah, like that's, that's accurate. Um, the, but they're seeking um, what the Marlins are trying to do. This is they're trying to, if they end up making a trade involving Lazardo or another one of their players, um, 
they want to add some top 100 prospects and it's going to end up being a pretty extensive haul if that's indeed the case which could make a trade pretty pretty unlikely um but i would not rule it out and i am just i would imagine there's going to be a long list of teams um that are going to end up being in the market for for a guy like that for sure What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Notably, the Red Sox are definitely one of the teams that is being held up by this log jam. Uh, And our all-star questions and a lot of our commenters have brought up the Cubs. I think now is a good time to mention some of these teams uh, because Jeff Passan put out a list yesterday, a reminder to everyone that there are some teams that have been dead silent in free agency so far this offseason. The Red Sox have spent $1 million. Cooper Criswell, come on down. The Cubs are notably in that $0 spender category. So are the Blue Jays. So are the Seattle Mariners. And they stand out to me from that group. So are the Yankees. And they've traded for Juan Soto, Trent Grisham, and Alex Verdugo. So spending $0 in free agency doesn't mean you've done nothing. But it is notable that a team like the Cubs makes a council splash and has spent no money. A team like the Blue Jays gets led on in the Otani chase and has still spent no money. We've got a lot of questions about the Cubs. We always do. we got a lot of questions about the Jays and Bellinger um, and Hibernation Horror, of course, our favorite slash least favorite nickname. We love you all. Um, but yeah. those teams have, have objectively been dead silent. So I wonder, is there anything you're hearing about those teams joining the offseason? And are they likely to drop real cash for a Bellinger, battle it out for a Bellinger, or stick to the trade market? Well, I do have Cubs news. Um it's it's a minor, it's a minor league deal. So. <laughs> they uh, they signed uh, Tom Pannone. I might be mispronouncing that last name to a minor league contract with a spring training invite. I don't believe that has been reported yet. So um, that that did happen. Um, but the Cubs they have been they've had conversations with a lot of different folks, and I think a a Bellinger reunion would make a whole lot of sense if they end up trying to pursue a guy like a Reese Hoskins or someone along those lines, I certainly think that would make sense as well. Um, I also wonder too, is we've heard very little buzz about Josh Hader. Um, Council obviously knows him from, um, from their time in Milwaukee. And like, I th- I'm under the impression that Council really likes Hader and that Hader really likes Council. And the Cubs just so happen to need another, another reliever. Um, and why not add one of the best relievers of this generation? And like that contract for me, when this is all said and done, I think it'll end up exceeding what Edwin Diaz gets uh, or what he ended up getting uh, with his deal with the Mets. Um, and I also could see a deal that is similar to last year where there's more years on it with um, to ex- like to lessen the AAV. Um, so I think that, something that could make sense for hater. I don't know if that's something that they're considering, but um, it would make sense for sure. And yes, the hater Dodgers rumor, I am under the impression that is, that is true. Like the Dodgers have, they do like Josh hater. I don't know what team does not like Josh hater. Um, Cause he's just really good. And uh, you have teams that could really make sense there. Uh, I thought the Rangers made a whole lot of sense, but I don't know if they have the money that they're going to be able to, that's going to take the sign him or, um, 
I thought the Mets, I thought the Mets might, but they have Edwin Diaz and I don't know if they want to spend possibly 200 plus million dollars on two relievers. Um, but to me, I think, I think haters get end up getting a big deal, but his market as of right now, I don't think it's, I don't think it's clear yet. So I think it could take some time, but he's going to end up getting absolutely paid. And I feel very confident in that. But at least as far as the Dodgers are concerned, we've talked a lot about what takes them out of other markets. And and since we last spoke, Tyler Glass now committed long term in L.A. But it doesn't seem like the Otani deal or the Glass now trade and extension have taken them out of any of their targets markets. It's, as far as you're concerned, they're still in on Hater and all of these connected names. Right. They have yet to be, um, you know, tossed out of a market because of budgetary constraints. No, exactly. Exactly. That's that's spot on. And um, yeah, the market really is kind of just it's it's in a really weird spot right now in the fact that a lot of the starting pitchers are just waiting for like for the Yamamoto market to fall. And then you also look at the position player market. We saw a question about this before uh, and why that's so inactive. I think that has a lot to do with one, the prices for guys like Bellinger and Matt Chapman and two, just like the lack of clear-cut options um that the, the position player market this year is as bad as it's been in some time and i've heard a lot of different teams um really just it's they're it's on the back burner for them and um it, it makes me wonder if teams could also get creative in some of the players that they ask about the trades um like i i mean there's there's one name that i know i can't say it um but it's there's there's a lot of different things that teams are considering and it could result in some some pretty surprised trades on the position player market. I'll leave it at that. I'm under the impression nothing is close as far as those mystery names, but um, teams being creative would not surprise me. I'll, I'll, I'll say that much. I, too, am under the impression nothing is close because I'm being constantly lulled to sleep by the rumor mill. Um, but no, we, uh, we, we're going to have a, we're going to have an off season folks. And we yep. appreciate all your questions. Uh, definitely going to get to some of these teams down the stretch. Oh, Randy, uh, hmm? It's not Randy um, or Rosarino. It is not, not Christian Yelich. It's not Randy. It's not Yelich. Thanks for asking. That's what, that's yeah. why we love our comment section. Cause they immediately pop off. Uh, drop. Okay. He, this fellow named Taylor is, uh, please say one player, uh, one player. I'll say it too. Do you want me to do you want me to say it as well? I'll say one. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not it's not Fernando Tatis Jr. Um it is not Jazz Chisholm. Hold close. Um oh. yeah. I'll, I'm, okay, we gotta get off this subject now. Let's and we will. And we will. We will get immediately off this subject. I'm gonna I'm gonna get off the subject by praising the Diamondbacks because the position player market might not be moving, but hey, guess what? While everybody else is watching. Uh, the big market teams not strike out, but just sit here and wait for Yamamoto or sit here and wait for Otani. The NL champs signed Eduardo Rodriguez, signed Lourdes Gurriel Jr., brought him back over the weekend on a reasonable deal. Supposedly, they're going to address DH. Supposedly, they like J.D. Martinez and Justin Turner. Um, the Orioles fans watching this show and listening to the podcast have to be sick watching the Diamondbacks make the World Series with a young roster. They called up their prospects. They succeeded in October. They actually took the next step. And then they added pieces and pieces that cost significant money like Erod and maybe a J.D. Martinez. While the Orioles are sort of sitting here, maybe Dylan Cease, maybe nothing, it does feel like the Diamondbacks are doing what a team should. Oh, we maybe arrived a year too early? 
great, we don't care. We're adding pieces anyway, and I just want to give them kudos. Yeah, and I'll, I'll absolutely give the Diamondbacks kudos here. And what they have done this offseason is they were obviously a surprise contender uh, and made it to the World Series when nobody was really expecting it. They have a very talented roster, but they continued to add, and they added Erod on a deal that I think was quite – like it, it was – 20 million a year is not team friendly by any means, but I thought it was going to end up being more than that. And I give the Diamondbacks credit for doing it. And I did not think they were going to be able to retain uh, Lourdes Goriel. And that was a, another really good deal, a good value. And they're not done. And that is exactly how teams should be. When you have a good team, uh, continue to invest in that team and make it a great team. And the job that Mike Hazen, Amiel Sade, that entire front office, and then also Tori Lavella for the job he's done in, in handling those players it should be absolutely commended. And I wish more teams operated like that because that's how a team should go. Um, but it's it's uh, it's really refreshing. And that is going to end up making one heck of a, um, a rivalry in the NL West with them and the Dodgers. And the Dodgers are not done. Diamondbacks are not done. So it's going to be a very fun competitive battle uh, in 2024. But as far as the Orioles go, very like they're, they're a team that I thought – Last year should end up making a big push in trying to sign some of these high end furry agents. And they are, I don't know if they're going to do it this year. Uh, I thought like Dylan Cease makes a whole lot of sense for that team. And they have the prospect capital that can get it done and they can really pay more than any other team. But um, I, I, I don't know if they're going to end up doing it. And it is, uh, it's a very unique spot that they're in because there's I don't think there's been any team in major league history that has had the prospect depth that they've had um so it's been quiet for them it's been quiet for a lot of teams but I'm starting to become a little skeptical that that big move is coming uh from the Orioles um and I there was even a question earlier by the way that asking if it was a 100% chance that Dylan Cease is going to be traded Mm -hmm. um no there's not a 100% chance I do think in the end he's probably going to be traded but they have multiple years to control on them. And if they don't get the offer that they want, they don't have to trade them. And um, that's a good spot for them to be in. Because even if they traded them at the deadline and you have still more than one year of control, you're going to be getting a lot of uh, a lot in return for them. So it's a, it's a good spot to be in. And that's why they don't have to make move right now. Beautiful. Um, I, I get it. I do get it. I, I'm a fan of what the Baltimore Orioles have put together. And I know there's more coming, but I also know that man, even the you know, they're they're still close. They're right on the verge. They, they got to add a starting pitcher and give their fans a little something, and maybe do it mid season as well. Um, couple, let's do some comments because uh, I'm seeing a lot of fans who want their teams addressed. I think Heart of the Order deserves a shout out for. Uh, we have not talked about the St. Louis Cardinals in a long time, and yeah. I think that's a function of the market. They have not been very loud, and I know they brought in Yuki Matsui from Japan. I know Cardinals fans are watching Lars Newtbar tour the country with uh, Yamamoto and wondering why they may not be in that mix quite so much. Have you heard anything about the way that the Cardinals are going to attack the rest of this offseason after they loaded up on arms very early? Um, and arms that, you know, Sonny Gray, the headliner, fans might not have been so enthused with Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn, but either, they got the job done early in the offseason. Now we've gone into, as our uh, listeners like to say, hibernation mode. Uh, but what's next for the Cardinals? Are they going to? Are they done with this roster? Or are they going to keep moving? They're going to keep moving, and that's something that even John Mozalek said uh, after a lot of these additions is that the offseason was only truly beginning, 
and they can end up, they have flexibility to make other moves. Um, I would not rule out another rotation addition. I think some bullpen help would absolutely make some sense. Um, and th- their offseason was basically going to be pitching, pitching, pitching. And they had the visit with Matsui. There was a report from Katie Wu of The Athletic that there was a visit from another mystery pitcher. I have not nailed down who that is. Now that I'm back from vacation, can look a lot more further into that. Um, but the, the Cardinals are not done. They are not done making major league additions. And I, I did not agree with some of the moves that they made. Uh, I thought like the Lance Lynn deal, I would not have done that. Kyle Gibson, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have done that either. There's no such thing as a bad one year deal. So I guess I can't knock it too, too much, but getting Sonny Gray was really good. Um, and like they, but they delivered on their promise and they, they said they were going to go pitching, 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 pitching. And that's exactly what they've done. And they're not done. Um, so I commend them for that. Um, there is a comment from some pirates fan asking, um, <laughs> Martin to the pirate or Martin Perez to the pirates. Can you confirm? Is that an actual report? I have not seen that. Um, it came from, uh, I, I looked that up cause I saw the comment. It came from our friend MLB scoops, the ice cream MLB logo man with 6,500 followers. So, um, what was know. it? What was What did he say in the tweet? The Pittsburgh Pirates are intensifying conversation with Martin Perez, but the tweet right before that was something about MLB scoops denying allegations of child sex trafficking. So I don't know what's going on on that account today. Yeah, let's uh, let's avoid following MLB scoops because that account sucks. Yeah, um, it's a sucky bad account. Don't follow it. Yeah, that's yeah. I would just I would if I was you guys, I would just block that account. Um, yeah, that's uh, bad. But no, I, I don't believe that's that's accurate. Um, I will also like, I know the pirates are, are very, they're very active on the pitching market. They're trying to get things done there. Uh, I would fully expect an Andrew McCutcheon reunion to happen sometime here at this week, probably. Um, and, but yeah, the pirates have been active. I think the mid tier market for them makes a whole lot of sense and possibly even like a number five guy in the rotation. So would not rule out multiple additions there. Um, but that's, yeah, that's just something they're, that, that are very strongly exploring. And I would also not rule out some other offensive additions and no, uh, Henry, uh, you're asking if the Tigers are done with major league signings. They are not done to my knowledge. I think they're still exploring the market. Speaking of the Tigers though, like we got to give the Royals a little bit of kudos. I, I think some of the people we've, you know, we've talked to and, and shared thoughts with are split on uh, the Royals going for it with Waka and Lugo and Renfro and Will Smith and loading up a little bit. That division is very winnable. Um, I'm not saying the Royals have gone from a hundred loss team to a favorite, but I don't disagree with making these two and three year packs with easy outs. I just don't, I can't argue with these are all people that theoretically these signings could hit and the Royals could contend for a playoff spot and give their fans a lot of joy, or they could all bomb and then the Royals are right back where they started, but still very minimal financial commitments on the books. You have to pay for somebody. I don't have an issue with the Royals making these deals, but I don't know how you feel about that. No, in terms of the Royals making deals? Yeah, like people are mad at Michael Waka and Seth Lugo. I think that's a totally fine thing to do. No, so do I. I'll tell you, like having a team on the like that is probably I think it's pretty safe to say they're, they're they were they were not very good last year. That's yeah. putting it lightly. Um, but they're trying to compete. They're trying to improve their roster and they've added some starting pitching. They've added some, some bullpen help. Um, they signed Will Smith. So they're basically guaranteed to win the world series at this point. Um, 
But there's not many teams in that position that would end up making that kind of an effort to improve. And that division is winnable. Like there's no clear cut, like awesome team in that division. Like obviously like the guardians have been good. Like the, the twins have been good, but like other than that, like there's been no clear cut favorite, favorite team there. Um, and I think more teams should like follow that philosophy. I think that would improve the free agent market exponentially. Um, and I, I would not be upset if I was, if I was a fan of the team or a fan of any team about the Royal spending, because it's, it's good for baseball. Uh, Michael Walker ended up getting a really nice deal. Same with Seth Lugo. Um, it was, it was funny. I'd heard, I had heard rumblings at the winter meetings that uh, Lugo was probably going to get a three or a four year deal for about 15 million a year. And that ended up being spot on. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it was, a, it was a good deal. It fits right in line with a lot of other, other players. I think the deal that, that kind of surprised most or a lot of folks in baseball in terms of teams, in terms of the price was the Jack Flaherty deal. I heard, um, teams were kind of surprised at how high that went on a one-year deal, but so that was that was good work by Flaherty's team, uh, and that's a really good spot for Flaherty, by the way. Um, considering the success or the success that the Tigers had last year with Michael Lorenzen, um, they think they can do a very similar thing there with Jack Flaherty now. And I think they can too, or I at least like to see them spending. I like to see all of these AL Central teams taking strides and that brings me to the guardians questions uh you know funny man luke asking if you heard anything on them other than bieber rumors because i know we heard a little bit about class a earlier in the offseason another comment asking about bieber destinations uh it does feel like once yamamoto goes the bieber cease even potentially the burns conversations could heat up but it does that feel right that when the free agent market heats up so will the shane bieber talks yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this. As soon as Yamamoto signs, the floodgates for the starting pitching market are going to open. Whether it's the trade or the free agent market, there's going to be a lot of dominoes that fall. And there's going to be there's going to be other dominoes that fall this week. I feel I feel very confident in that. Um, but the majority are going to come, I think, after Yamamoto signs, because that's when teams are going to have their clear cut plan and like know what exactly um, they're going to be able to know that they're out on their top target or that they got their top target. And then they're going to be able to um, to respond after that. But uh, Taylor, you're asking who the favorite is for Yamamoto. The, the bidding literally started today. Um, so uh, way, 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 way too early to tell. But there's a lot of teams that are very motivated to go get them. And uh, I tell you what, I thought about it. And uh, I think I'm going to join the bidding. I think I'm going to bid on Yamamoto. Just have him come hang out in my apartment. There you, uh, do it. Adam Weiner is the, is the mystery team. There you go. Yeah. I've always yeah, been the mystery team. I think the commenters deep down know that I'm the mystery team, but uh, now it's confirmed. So uh, yeah, there you go. So can, am I allowed to tweet that, Adam? That you're the you mystery team? That? Yeah, I, I give you permission to tweet that. You know me; I always give you permission to tweet. I'm an open book. Oh, what a guy! What a guy! We love that. Just let me know when you sign some other free agents. Speaking of other free agents, um, here's a, here's another minor league signing. This is a name that I had not heard in quite some time. Chance Adams uh, signed with the Rockies. Um, mm-hmm. That is something that I believe happened today. Um, and the Rays made another small move as well. Uh, they added Garrett Acton, um, who was formerly with the Oakland A's. Uh, they signed him to a minor league deal with a spring training invite. So there's been a lot of different, a lot of different little minor league signings. I know not the most exciting things by, by anything in the world, but um, at least we got some movement. And I will tell you too, like there's been, like I, I told that to uh our discord channel earlier today when I found all those stuff out is that uh, is, is some of these signings, I even 
gave you a heads up when uh, when the Dodgers were making a trade last week with the Yankees. I had found that out. Um, so yeah, I could not recommend more joining the Discord because you will get access and that nobody else in baseball has. You will know information before it's public. You will know you'll be the most informed fan in baseball. And I could not recommend more to join because that is a tool unlike anything I have ever seen on the internet. And that is not just me plugging it. That is me telling you the honest truth because it is something that is extremely valuable. And I would highly recommend doing that. And Joshua Beth or Bettenker, um, the Marlins are exploring catching additions. And I think Andrew Kisner is, is a name to watch there for sure. Mm-hmm. And I saw that name float in the comments earlier too. So that uh, kills two birds with one stone there. Keep your eye on that for sure. Robert's right about the discord. It's where you can pin our feet to the fire between shows. It's where we have some of the conversations. Uh, sometimes it's a dress rehearsal for what we talk about on the podcast. We take a lot of questions from the discord, of course, bring them on to the show. Uh, so if you haven't joined, we'd love to see you there multiple levels. And again, the all-star meeting uh, where you get a FaceTime with Robert and I, almost like a private show, uh, you can't leak from it. <laughs> you can't record it and distribute it, but you get to join us on a private stream. Uh, that will be going down this week. It'll be going down once a month. Uh, so we thank everyone who's a Discord member for hanging out with us. And we see a lot of you here in the comments today. We really appreciate uh, what you've made that community and what you've allowed us to do and build. And uh, if, when I do sign Yamamoto, you heard it here on the show first, but a lot of the other stuff comes from the Discord first. We promise you that. No, that is 100% accurate. And yeah, could not recommend more joining because that community is really awesome. Got a lot of great people in there. And uh, yeah, you'll you'll know information before anyone else, which I think is a pretty pretty awesome tool, to say the least. We didn't talk about the Glassnow trade, by the way, on the air with certainty. Like, I like the return that the Rays got. And I know, I'm, I know the classic joke is like, love this trade for the Rays. Who do they get and who do they give up? Like, and it's a great, great joke. I love that's my favorite tweet. I love it's it. an all time tweet, but in this case, it's true. I just like five years of Pepio more than I like one year of glass now. And that's a little hypocritical because in the past I've poo pooed the value of five years of Bryce Miller, just because I feel like he's an average to slightly above average pitcher. And now people are overvaluing the control, but I like Pepio the pitcher a lot. I like him more than the Seattle guys. And I feel like, Tyler Glass now, congrats on the homecoming. Tommy John, he's already had it. He's gotten it out of the way. So maybe he'll be healthier moving forward. But with him, you just got to cross your fingers and hope he's available for October. And if you're trying to get rid of his money and you're the Rays, it's hard to imagine you doing better than a lot of control of Ryan Pepio and a guy who people say has the best changeup in baseball in the minor league system. And then now suddenly he's got to get a chance to contribute for an organization that does pitching right. I think the Rays made out like bandits in that trade. So do I. I especially for a guy that's entering a contract year, being able to get a guy. Well, he was entering a contract year. Yeah, he signed the extension. That's how they were able to get. But yeah, getting Pepio um, was a an absolute coup by that by that Rays front office, and I give him a lot of credit because that was um, that was something that um, I entering this I did not expect the Rays to get that kind of haul. I also didn't expect an extension, but. Um, that was an important part of this because Glasnow wanted to be with the Dodgers and the Dodgers clearly wanted Glasnow and getting him uh, signed to that hundred plus million dollar deal was, I think it was, it was smart, but it also comes with a lot of risk, especially considering his injury history. Um, and the thing about it too, is like Glasnow wanted to be there. Otani wanted to be there. And I think the Otani addition is going to make other players want to go to Los Angeles and, 
yeah, I would not be surprised if the Dodgers continue to make moves. I don't know of anything imminent there by any means, but they are still looking for another starting pitcher. Um, I, the Yamamoto is someone on their radar. I know of s- some other guys who are on their radar. And, um, yeah, there's just a lot of different little um, all, all things that they're considering. And it's going to end up being a, a very good time to be a Dodgers fan and probably not a not so great time to be a fan of the other 29 teams, considering the Dodgers are looking. They kind of remind me of the um, the dynasty version of the Golden State Warriors at this point. And I mean, they're, they still got holes, and, but I fully anticipate them filling them at some point, probably here before or after or before the New Year is what I'm guessing. Well, baseball is better. Some people don't agree, but baseball is better with a big bad. Like when there is a big bad team like the Warriors, everybody in the NBA wants to go get them. And when there's a team like the Dodgers, it is harder to create a villain in Major League Baseball, even though the Yankees just were born with it. Uh, But when you are a team that can drop all that money on Otani and defer a lot of it and use that deferral to get glass now and probably get more top tier pieces and you have Freddie Freeman and you have Mookie Betts and you play in Hollywood. That's the most evil team in baseball right now to a lot of people. And that's going to be good for the sport in general. Although one team hoarding all that wealth is not great for the sport. And if people want to disagree, I get that too. Cause I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, one team should be super rich and the other one shouldn't be like that's I don't think that's fantastic, um, but it's going to create great competition. No, it 100% is. And I, I'm totally agree. By the way, before I forget, I also want to say this. Um, I want a big shout out to, uh, to Brett Taylor, uh, who is Bleacher Nation on Twitter uh, for watching the show. Uh, always been a huge fan of yours. Big supporter uh, since I got started. So I uh, just appreciate him um, for, for, for watching the show because he just aggregated one of the signings that I dropped for the Cubs. Um, but yeah, man, that's uh, I know there's a lot of different. Um, a lot of different frustrations as far as where the market is. Sorry, sorry for cutting you off and going on a different spew here, Adam. Um, I had nothing. I was just being a nice guy talking to the Dodgers. Oh no, no, you well, Adam Weinberg, you're always you're always a nice guy. That's why it's one of the many reasons why we love you. Um, and uh, but yeah, I, I just stay patient as far as the market goes. I know this has not been the most exciting off season in the entire world. It's been probably one of the more boring ones. Um, but there's a lot of dominoes who have, that have yet to fall and they will fall. Just the Yamamoto thing is, is kind of just holding things up at this point. Um, but once that happens or once Yamamoto signs, I think the market is just going to go kind of just go crazy and just be patient because the Yamamoto thing is still going or it's, it's just getting started, I should say. So it's going to be a little bit until he's off the board, but don't lose hope. Don't lose patience. And I promise you, and I cannot stress this enough, your general manager is not sleeping. He is. There is no sleeping at the helms. There is no hibernation Hoyer. There's no nothing like that. Um, it's it, there's there's no all these. No, none of these GMs are sleeping. I just I, I cannot stress that enough. I mean, they will get sleep at night, but they're not sleeping throughout the day either. Yeah. Uh, well, you're here with us, uh, not sleeping either. I will, again, you and I will be sleeping at some point, but right now we're wide awake. If you people in the comments can rock with us during this off season that has been objectively pretty boring. Uh, we appreciate you rocking with us during this one. We hope you stick it out for the trade deadline and for next off season and beyond. Uh, like you mentioned that bleacher nation tweet. It's so awesome to see people like that who I've followed forever, 
uh, tweeting on today's. He said in today's Baseball Insiders live stream, Robert Murray says, you know, the Cubs are signing Thomas Pannon. It's just awesome watching people cite us, watching people ride with the Baseball Insiders. This has been a very fun year of uh, of growth, of doing great shows. I hate saying content, but great content. Uh, and we're nothing, of course, we're nothing without Robert. Uh, and we are nothing without everybody in the Discord, in the comment section. Our producer, Joanne, of course, a lot of great people going to making a show that I think is pretty damn good. Um, and it's been a big one. And uh, it's 2024 is just going to be a, a big, a bigger one, I, I feel like. And everybody, thank you for, uh, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, I'll tell you, it is like this community that we have here is genuinely something that I could never have thought possible. And I just want to say a huge thank you to every single one of you who have tuned in, who have watched us, who go into the discord and they, um, they, they communicate. They are always just like so active and ask questions. And um, it is just, it's one of the coolest things that I've could have ever dreamed of and just a huge thank you. And yeah, we will be leading the league in information, both on this podcast, on my Twitter feed and in the discord. So could not recommend more uh, doing that and joining that. Um, but Adam Weiner probably see you later this week. And by the way, also, also too, is the all-stars thing. If you join the discord and go on the all-star things, you will have exclusive access to both Adam and I for a zoom call. And that is something that I'm quite positive. No other insider does. So that will also give you some really unlimited access. And I'll probably be able to give you a lot of information um, that you, that you really are going to want. So could not recommend more joining that as well. Yes. I'm excited for that to start. And Robert, of course, I will see you there later this week. And I think we are going to try to do another show before Christmas to get you guys an update. Um, holiday next Monday, weird zooming up on us. Um, but appreciate everybody joining today. We'll keep you posted on details for the next show. And we'll of course, keep you posted on when the Yamamoto domino could potentially fall and open up the floodgates. And we've been waiting for, for so long until next time. I'm Adam Weiner for Robert Murray. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you again as soon as we can with more information. Thanks everybody. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.